Welcome to Rhema for Today. Suddenly there was a, a spirit of prayer that fell on me. Now sometimes you can have an urge to pray. We need to learn to obey those urges because people have missed a lot by not doing so. But then sometimes uh, it's greater than just an urge. Sometimes it's such a spirit and such a burden of prayer that it seems like you have to do it right now. If you don't, you're just going to burst wide open. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. This week we went into the Rama Vault and chose Kenneth E. Hagen's teaching, How to Write Your Own Ticket with God. This will be a great month of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen with today's message. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Father, as we approach your word, we approach it reverently and humbly. Thank you for your precious, holy, written word. Thank you for the precious Lord Jesus, the living word of God. And as we approach the written word, we approach it reverently and humbly. Thank you for giving us utterance of the Holy Ghost. May each ear be a listening ear. May each mind be an open mind. May each heart be a receptive heart unto your word in Jesus' name. We'll give all praise, honor, and glory for everything that's wrought among us unto the word in name of Jesus. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Well, we just have to spend a little bit more time the first night talking, but we'll just get right into the situation from now on. We know which direction we're going. We know what we're believing. And... We'll arrive there. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen? If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to open them to the fifth chapter of Mark. I preached a lot in the, from this particular portion of Scripture through the years. Some way or another, I seem to be led to uh, begin there tonight in this meeting. Mark chapter 5, the story of the woman with the issue of blood who touched Jesus' clothes and was healed. Now both uh, Matthew and Luke record the same story. I like Mark's account of it a little bit better. Mark chapter 5, beginning to read with the 25th verse, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, uh, I want to share with you And some in times past have heard me talk some along this line, but I haven't in a long time, uh, except recently in healing school. 
But it seemed to me that the Lord dealt with me to begin this meeting uh, in this vein and to share some things with you, both from the Word of God and from personal experience. I uh, was holding a meeting the latter part of uh, November and the first part of December of 1953 in Phoenix, Arizona. And I uh, was staying in the home of some people who were members of the church. Actually, they, uh, I had only met them in the summer. I was preaching a meeting in a church, well, in the spring and summer. I was preaching a meeting in a church, and uh, their son-in-law was associate pastor in this church. And they came to visit their daughter and son-in-law, so I became acquainted with them. And they asked the pastor if it'd be all right for them to invite me, if I wanted to, stay in their home. And so I uh, traveled alone. My wife was home with the children in those days. They're still in school. I did have a singer and his wife, and they stayed in the motel. But I uh, decided to stay because both of them worked, and I had just a full run of the house in the daytime, you know. And uh, so on Friday night of the first week of December of 1953, they had asked if it would be all right with me, and it was with me that they would invite their three daughters and three sons-in-law, for in the meantime, this son-in-law preacher was in that area, pastor, preaching. And so they invited them in after service on Saturday night. We had nothing on Sunday, I mean Friday night, nothing on Saturday. And then my uh, singer and his wife. And we were getting ready to eat. We men were seated in the living room, and suddenly there was a, a spirit of prayer that fell on me. Now, sometimes you can have an urge to pray. We need to learn to obey those urges because people have missed a lot by not doing so. But then sometimes uh, it's greater than just an urge. Sometimes it's such a spirit and such a burden of prayer that it seems like you have to do it right now. If you don't, you're just going to burst wide open. Now, all of these people were Pentecostal, full of gospel, tongue talkers, and they would understand some things. Uh, we, we need to realize this, that sometimes if you're around people who do not understand certain things, you, you, you need to be careful. If there had been folks that didn't understand, I would have excused myself and went to the privacy of my own bedroom to pray. But all of these are full of gospel people. So I just simply said to them, they're about ready to serve the eats, but I said, I've got to pray. And I, I've got to pray now. And so our host said to, to the lady, said, you ladies come, but they've got to pray. Let's pray. So we all knelt to pray. Well, I'll tell you, by the time my knees hit the floor, I was in the spirit. I don't think I ever said one single word in English. I just took off in tongues. As we say, speaking from the natural standpoint, just praying up a storm in other tongues. And I prayed as hard and as fast as you could pray in other tongues for about 45 or 50 minutes, almost an hour. I mean, didn't hardly get my breath. Now, from experience, you'll learn if you, if you pray much in the Spirit. I don't mean just rattle off a few words in tongues. That's not praying in the Spirit. Are you listening to me? But if you have experience in this area, you'll learn the difference of different types of burdens. And you'll know more of sometimes who you're praying for and most of the time not. But you'll know whether it's for somebody that's lost or whether it's for somebody that's sick or whatever. I knew I was praying for somebody that was lost. Because, you see, uh, 
An intercessor is one who takes the place of another. And you see, when you intercede, you take the place of the one that's a sinner. You'll actually feel in your spirit, like your spirit's alienated from God. You'll feel on the inside. I've, I've had a number of experiences along this line, but I remember as a young Baptist boy preacher, when after I first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, way back 1937, and then received the left foot of fellowship from among the Baptists in 1938, and came over among the, the Pentecostals, and in 1939, my, my wife and I were holding a meeting in January of 1939. Actually, we began the meeting the last uh, Sunday night of 1938 in a little, little full gospel church in the Black Land of North Central Texas. Well, we stayed in the parsonage with the pastor and his wife, and every day about 10.30, we'd have a special time of prayer for the services. We only had night services. Now, you have to understand that, uh, you know, I, I, I've only had the baptism of the Holy Ghost at this time less than two years, and I've had some experience of praying in other tongues, but I've never had one like this. We were just praying and, and a real greater spirit of burden of prayer. And, and I really didn't know. I began to seek the Bible afterwards. I had the experience without knowing what the Word said. And uh, it, it just seemed like that I was lost. I remember I cried out, I'm lost, 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 lost. I'm lost, I'm lost, lost. Well, I knew I wasn't lost. Yet, on the other hand, you felt that way in here. And, and you cried that out, you see. Because, see, you're taking the place of someone who is lost. Amen. And then I saw folks. It, it, looked like a, it looked like a river first, a water flowing. And then it went over a, you know, like a waterfall over a precipice. And, and, and then it became people instead of water. If you're a student of the Bible, you know very often in the Bible, water is a type of people and multitudes. And so they went over this precipice down into hell. You could see the, the, the lake of fire and the smoke and so on. And it seemed like I went right with them. And I began to cry out, you know. And they said that, watch me. I mean, the pastor's wife, my wife, you know, I'd run my tongue out of my, out of my mouth. You know, cry out for water. Oh, kumata. And, and, and I thought, dear Lord, what in the world am I doing? I mean, you know. And I prayed that away for, oh, I don't know, for, I'd say, between a half an hour to an hour. Now, I went out to church that night and had something I never had before. You know, we'd have two or three people answer the altar call. Back in those days in full gospel circles, uh, you know, if we had a revival meeting and, and we had a half a dozen saved and three baptized the Holy Ghost, we thought we had a landslide. <laughs> Amen. Yes, sir. And in my little country Baptist church, you know, I mean, uh, uh, once in a while, about, ever, about one weekend out of three, well, uh, two or three people might come to front forward. We'd even had an altar. But, uh, but I preached about 15 minutes that night then. Just, just about 15 minutes. And the power of God fell on that crowd. And every single sinner and every single backslider in the building. You didn't have to beg them. You didn't have to try to get them to come. Nobody did any personal work. They just got up like one man and came to the altar. Pastor said to me afterwards, said every single sinner in this building and every single backslider came to the altar. I realized that's what I was doing, was interceding for them. Amen. Praise God. Are you listening to me? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. 
The first product in this offer is the three CD series from Kenneth W. Hagen, Keeping Stress from Becoming Distress. Also in this package is the book entitled Faith Worketh by Love. Also in this package is the book from Lynette Hagen entitled Hey God, Why Is It Taking So Long? Last but not least is mini book from Kenneth E. Hagen entitled God's Medicine. You can get all of this for the price of $30. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And, and, you know, on the campus right now, we have a beautiful sight. We do, yes. All the Christmas lights. All the Christmas lights are on. All over the campus. And they'll be on until uh, January the 2nd from 5.30 to 11.30 p.m. every every night. Every night, yes. And if you want to come, hey, it's it's great. We They come in from all over to see these Christmas lights. And, and you know, honey, they try to capture them in pictures or even yeah. in video. You just really can't you capture can't that. It. Especially no. walking through that park. Oh, my. Now, you can drive through the campus, but yeah. you can't drive through that park. park. And that's yes. where all the is really beautiful. beautiful is. <laughs> well, I just wanted to throw that in there about the Christmas lights for people. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, How to Write Your Own Ticket with God. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.